Oh, welcome live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live. Tonight we are featuring the most successful program in the history of Campbell Athletics. Of course, it's our women's golf takeover here on Camel Call Live. We will talk to a bunch of the players, some from Australia, some from Sweden. We'll talk to assistant coach Ashley Cease, and it's going to be a lot of fun. If you haven't been paying attention, and that would have to be for the past 30 years, maybe you don't know how dominant this women's golf team has been. But there are not only uh, the, the best team at Campbell, the best team in the conference, the best team in the region. They are a national brand. Currently, six-time defending Big South champs are our women's golf team. They have made it ten straight times to the NCAA regionals with postseason berths. Right now, they are ranked 66 nationally among nearly 270 teams in all of Division I. They have continued it this year. Two wins so far in this season, the Golf Week Fall Challenge and the Seabest Intercollegiate. This season, CU's average is 293.95. That's the lowest average in the Big South. They have four golfers among the top seven in the Big South stroke average leaders, four different players have led the team in events this year. And joining me now to talk about that and a whole lot more, she is our assistant coach in Ashley Cease in her first year working exclusively with the women's team. She spent the last two seasons with a almost equally successful men's program where she coached the 2021 and 2022 Big South Players of the Year. Ashley, thank you for taking time to be here. You guys literally just came off the course, didn't you? to put our work in so uh came straight from practice with four of our outstanding players that are proud to represent Campbell and they surely make us proud each and every day so excited to be here and uh thank you thank you for having me when you hear all those accolades and and you have been here now long enough you have contributed a lot to those accolades when you think about it I like to start at the six straight conference titles I don't care what sport you're in I don't care what conference you're in to have that kind of consistency how does that happen? I think the biggest component to that is our fearless leader, John Crooks. I mean, he's the second winningest active coach in the country and in history. So when you have a winning leader driving the bus, driving us each and every day and teaching us and uh, mentoring me and our players, we're set up for success. This year's team, they have had success early. They've had success late. It, it's crazy we're talking about this. We're about three weeks weeks away from the conference championship where you guys will try to defend your title for a seventh straight year. This team this year, what do you like about your student-athletes? You know, something that stands out, going to the golf week, we had three freshmen. So that's pretty incredible. And then we had Tommy, who is a fifth-year senior, who's one of our captains. Now, Patricia, we call her P, she is also a senior and a captain. She was supposed to be there, hurt her back, and so one of our freshmen came in, stepped up, ready to play, and all three freshmen, first round out the gate in college golf, they shoot under par. I mean, can you ask for a better freshman? I don't think I can. I mean, so. I, I mean, just amazing. You guys have battled through a lot of injuries this year. What does it say uh, about your team? Not only you have a lot of student athletes that are coming back from injuries and doing well, but then when some do get injured, you are so deep that they just step right in and win. Yeah, I mean, we're resilient. I think that's the best brand and word for us to say right now. 
you know, no matter what class, whether they're freshmen or one of our captains or also one of our upcoming uh, soon-to-be captains, Sana, who's a junior right now, I mean, they step up to the plate, they know their job, and they do it, and they knock it out of the park, and they make us proud each and every day. So, When you think back on your two tournament wins in a year filled with success, what sticks out when you think back to those tournament wins? I think any win is special. And coming back, um, starting the season in the fall, and then starting the season in the spring with a win, I mean, that's a huge high to start the season with, to have that momentum going, and to play after that. It's just exciting. Um, it, it's really special. They've won the golf week several times consistently, and I think they've won it six out of seven times they've ever competed in it. So we had a lot of expectation, high expectation. But, you know, we have a winning culture. We have winning as a standard. I mean, Campbell Women's Golf, when you think of it, um, nationally, internationally, across the world, you think a winning elite program, and that's what that's what these girls do. They win. You, you all have continued it this year, and as we talked about, you will go this weekend to Chattanooga. It'll be your final tournament before conference play. Well, what can you tell us about, about the course and the field that you all will face this weekend? No, this is a great field that we're going to go see. We're going to get to go into the mountains, so that's going to be neat. I do believe this is our first time competing at Chattanooga, and so that's exciting. And so anytime you get to go somewhere new, it's a new chance for new opportunities, and it'd be pretty special to get the win out there and help our ranking and also have that momentum going in the conference. So we're excited, um, and we're going to see how we do. That conference tournament just three weeks away. What are you all doing in practice in this final tournament to, to sort of fine-tune for it? Yeah, great question. So each and every day we're working on our wedges, we're working on our short game and working on our putting because that's how you score. That's the name of the game. But we've also started to work on some match play. You know, match play is a whole different ball game. So our players are very competitive. They're a team. They're a family. But they're competitors. I mean, you, you they tee it up and they're ready to go. They're ready to beat whoever they're facing. So really trying to get in that competitive mental uh, side of the game with when it comes to match play and preparing for that. so That's something that is fairly new to the, the conference championships. Of course, they are doing it because that's what they do at the NCAA championship level. D describe that a little bit to, to maybe those that, that, that don't know. How is match play different, and, and how do you have to train for it differently? Yeah, so normally we play stroke play. So we have five players competing each tournament. We count four scorers each round, and we usually play three rounds of golf. Well, in this special unique format, we play stroke play. The top four teams go on to play match play. The one seed plays the four seed, and the two seed plays the three seed. And the coaches, we strategically plan who is going to play who. And so it's a lot of strategy. It's a lot of luck. It's a lot of talent because anything can happen in match play. So when you're playing match play, it's each hole versus stroke play is the total score. So match play is a whole different game. You can have um, one bad hole, and you can still win the match. Yeah. So it's uh, extremely competitive. It's extremely mental, um, and it's a grind. But it's a really unique format, and it's fun, and especially helping us to get ready for that national championship with that goal in mind. Something that is so interesting to this program, both on the men's and women's side, and, and what I feel is one of the many reasons you all are, are so competitive and, and the best one of the best programs in the, in the entire nation is, is you just don't pick five starters and, and go with them all fall and then go with them all, all spring. Per tournament, 
you are having a tournament of your own to try to decide who goes. Describe that a little bit because it's so unique. Golf is so unique. You know, like I said, our team is very close. We have great chemistry. They're a family, but they're competing. Now, where other teams, they're competing for that playing time and wanting to start and get in. Our players, they're competing against each other each week to try and earn a spot into that lineup. As we said, we have only five girls that represent us, and we don't have subs in the regular season. So if you earn your spot, you're in for the tournament, all three rounds. So um, it's highly competitive, and it can create some controversy, of course. <laughs> so, uh, But we have a great, hardworking team, and everybody, you know, each week is competitive. Well, we're getting excited to, as we said, the women's golf team here at Campbell going for what would be a seventh straight Big South championship. This, of course, the last year in the Big South as you all will be going to the to the CAA. But to this championship, April 12th through the 15th, it's at a different place this year. They, they usually like a, a couple of the same courses, of course, down at 96 uh, South Carolina. But you're going over to Greenwood, South Carolina, the links at Stony Point. What what can you tell us about um, about that golf course? You know, the conference has played at the Patriot for a long, long time, many, many years. So it's exciting for us to move to a different venue. You know, the scores were constantly getting low. Everyone's starting to get comfortable and confident. So it's exciting to switch it up. I'm confident that we have an advantage. It's playing longer at Stony Point. Um, it's a very elevated course. And our strength is we're long. We're a long team. So that's going to play to our advantage. Um, it's a difficult course. But it's a scoring course. So I'm really excited to see how the girls do. We went and played a practice round in the fall, and we're hoping to go play one more before we play our official practice round and get more confident and get comfortable. The team that gets comfortable the first and the fastest, they're going to be the most successful, and that's what John Crooks has taught us. No doubt. We're talking to assistant women's golf coach uh, Ashley Cease. Okay, let's go a little bit to, to your background. Where were you from, and, and how did you get your great love of this great game of golf? Yeah, so I'm from Southport, North Carolina, not too far, happiest seaside town in America. Um, and I've been playing my whole life. Uh, my dad was a club pro when I was growing up and played in college. And my grandparents were also played their whole lives. Fun fact, my grandmother had six hole-in-ones. So it just oh, wow. runs in the family. Wait a yeah. second, six holes-in-one. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh, that's so, incredible. Yeah, so super cool. Um, I played college golf. I don't know if I should mention the school you on this podcast. I, well, I was going <laughs> to mention it, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah. So my husband and I both played at Winthrop, and that's how we met. Um, and then I went straight into coaching. So this is my fifth year. I started at a small private Division II school in Midland, Michigan. Coached the men and women there under Dave Turner. And then I went to Furman for a couple years and coached the women. A very successful um, and a lot of LPGA history on that team. And then I came to the Great Campbell, and I found my home. So, Well, I know definitely you, you have the home here, but that has to be interesting. You know, a lot of people that go on and play college golf go on to coach, but you're doing it in the same conference as the Winthrop Eagles. I mean, I know, I know you love the maroon and gold over there and whatever. What is that like the first couple of times when you were going up against your, 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 your alumni? Yeah, so with coaching the men the last couple of years, it was a little different yeah. um, since I wasn't the ones competing against <laughs> them. Uh, but obviously, I would know them because my husband played with them and everything. So that was a little unique. But, you know, when, like I said, when you think of successful women's golf, you think of Campbell University. So I actually, fun fact, met John Crooks when I was uh, 17 years old. <laughs> and we were at the U.S. Women's Open. And I saw him in his infamous 
uh, straw hat. Right. And he was getting his ticket to go watch the Women's U.S. Open. And I went straight up to him, not knowing really who he was, and said, shook my his hand and said, I'm Ashley, and I'm going to play against you at Winthrop. <laughs> Little did I know who he was yeah. and that I'd go to work for him and how successful he is and just truly a legend and a remarkable human. So, uh, yeah, full circle, full circle. Man, <laughs> that's, uh, that's incredible. You were, by the way, three-time all-conference performer um, at Winthrop. Okay, we, uh, you, you have brought about half your team over here to talk to us, the redshirt freshmen and the freshmen, some of the best players on, on the entire team. So, so take me through and tell me a little bit about each of the golfers that we are going to uh, be talking to here uh, later in the show. Yeah, so we have seven players on our team this year, and I brought four special ones. They're all awesome, but uh, the four I brought, they're all our freshmen. They're very, very fun. Um, we laugh a lot. You never have to worry about if the women's team is having a good time. <laughs> I mean, they could be putting five-footers straight downhill, and they would have a great time then. Um, we have Taylor and Silka, who are from Australia and grew up playing junior golf together, so they had a bond coming in. And then Hane, Isabella Hane and Isabella Grimbrandt, who we call Bella, um, they are both from Sweden. And we're really excited that they're here. I mean, you're going to have a lot of fun talking to them. I hope they don't make you laugh too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have talked uh, this to the, the – we had the men on here ab about a month ago or whatever, and it's always been, been a theme that you all not only try to recruit and, and get the best players in the United States, you, you recruit and get the best players from, from all over the world. What is that like? What does that take to recruit globally? Yeah, well, the number one recruiter that I know is John Crooks, and he's taught me everything I know. And so for us, we're looking at an international scale. You know, we're not looking at just at the United States. We're looking all over the map. We want the best players possible. And, you know, and something else that we're looking for is good people. You know, you can be a great player, but if you're not a good person, I mean, that's going to destroy our team culture, our our bond their chemistry and that's going to affect it and that's going to affect our success so not only are we looking for the best players we're looking for the best people to represent and wear that campbell uh, university name with pride and make us proud and then we're looking for great students i mean we're looking for the full package um, so that's been a unique experience and i'm very thankful uh, coach crooks and i went over to scotland last summer so that was a trip of a lifetime and out of that tournament we have three young men coming and uh, two women coming. Uh, wow. And then another player who's coming for the class of 2024. So you could say that was a successful recruiting yeah. trip. Yeah, no doubt. So and, and how does that work? Obviously, you, you, you know of people before you go to these tournaments and everything like that. But, but, but how does that first meeting work when you go halfway across the world to a tournament? Yeah, so we had a little bit of a unique transition. Our former women's assistant went on and um, got the high point head women's coach. Uh, position. So it was just JC and I for a little bit. And so when we went overseas, I was originally coaching the men. And so he's like, you're on double duty. We're both, <laughs> we're, we're both looking at men and women. So I already cultivated yeah. the relationships amongst our two men. And then I had to sit there and dive deep into the women's side because yeah. I haven't been in women's golf since 2020. Um, I think that's right. 2020. It's been a long time. Yes, <laughs> so it's been a uh, I didn't know the names. I didn't know who was good, who what. So I had to do a lot of history or a lot of research, um, looking at scores, looking at everything, and um, printed this list, went through, searched every single name, who's committed, who's not, now highlighting what years, and then looking at who's good. 
Um, and then we brought that to John, and we split up. I mean, we were up from sunup to sundown. At the, I'd drop wow. him off at the women's course. I'd go look <laughs> at the men. Then I'd go pick him up. Yeah. Then we'd have lunch. Then we both go to men and then finish the day at the women's. And wow. so, yeah, it was it was fun. And John Crooks, I mean, he moves. So you you better yeah. keep up when you're in when you're on the recruiting trail with him. So no doubt, no doubt. Now take me to the recruiting is so much a part of this. I mean, you have to have the student athletes to to perform in that. When you're in a round or between rounds at a tournament at a, at a conference tournament. How much coaching do you do? What do you do? Is it more mental coaching? What 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 really happens to you guys? And what's your all secret to success to, to be so successful during these things? Well, we can't give all our secrets I guess away that's in case true. some that's in case right. the uh, right. competitors Win are listening Winthrop to us. Winthrop is probably listening. They're that's probably for sure. uh, yeah. If the John Crooks is on the line, <laughs> everyone's listening. So, um, but you know, a big thing for us is preparation. If you're not ready once you get to the tournament, it's too late. Yep. You're not going to find something uh, out of thin air. So a lot of it goes into the practice, the preparation, getting the players confident, getting them comfortable. And then, like I said, John Crooks says it best. The team that gets the most comfortable, the fastest, they're going to have the most success. So the practice round is huge. You know, um, and coach has been in here for 34 years. So he knows about every course up and down the coast across the country. Yeah. So he's won at – pretty much everywhere um, with 98 wins under his belt. So that really helps with course knowledge. And then also, you know, having seniors that have played the course a lot, they get comfortable. And um, it's really cool. Our players have their own meeting without the coaches to go over the course each night and go over their notes and what worked for you, what didn't. Yeah. Um, but each tournament's different. And so Coach Crooks and I have to evaluate how can we best serve this team. Um, one tournament at uh, Jacksonville, for instance, the final round, I was on the greens. And we made a lot of – he was in the fairways on the par fives, helping them with their second and third shot. Yeah. And then I was on the greens helping them read putts, giving them confirmation. And then, you know, it, it's on them, though. They're the ones hitting the shots. Yeah. And they're the ones that step up to the plates, and they make us proud each and every day. Yeah, so. and you all got that uh, win for uh, number 98 uh, on the women's side. Just yeah. incredible. Just incredible. Okay, track man. We've heard about it in baseball a little bit, but it is a it is a golf tool as well. And I know it was a, it was fun on social media, uh, Go Camels uh, W Golf to, to to see it all. But you guys had like a, a bit. It was almost like Christmas morning came to the golf. Tell us about what this tool is and and what has it done to, uh, to to help you guys practice even better. Yeah, so that was a very very special gift. Uh, we're very thankful to Hannah Baysmore for helping us get to that next level um, and helping us become more competitive recruiting wise. And then currently with our teams, working each and every day with the track man. So um, it's a really unique system. A lot of the tour players all have them themselves. It's a very expensive tool, so it's very exciting that we got it. But it gives us all the numbers, okay? So the players are hitting in front of the track man, and it's creating all this data telling us their swing speed, telling the degrees of in to out on the swing plane, and um, carry, total distance. I mean, it gives you any and every number number you can think of in golf. Wow. Um, but something else that's – so it's really helpful for us dialing in their numbers, making yeah. sure we know how each club – how far it goes. You know, something JC will tell you, players tend to think that the ball goes further than they realize. Yeah. And so it's very important us, for us to know their carry. You know, if you have a bunker in front of uh, the green and you think your carry is this, but it's not – you know, you could short side yourself, whatever. So yeah. we really have to know those numbers. We have to know exactly how far each club is going and for them to be confident and to know their numbers. Um, and then a big part of it is that we're excited about is the wedges. 
So they have different games you can play, uh, wedge combine, and uh, unique games that you can play that really help you, again, dial in those numbers, know exactly how far, uh, compete against each other, and um, it's really going to help us take, take us to the next level. You can also use it for putting. Really? Yeah, I mean, this I thing does everything. I didn't realize that, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's better than bread. I mean, it's good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. So, so it's something you can take around whatever, and I would assume it's an app or an iPad that you all have. So for the, the kids, they all have it on their phones. Yeah. Um, we're getting older, so we can't exactly see. So I bring my sure. iPad out there so JC and I can see the numbers. Uh, but, yeah, there's apps um, on the iPhone devices or, uh, you know, any smart devices. And so you download the app. Each kid has their own little profile. So they're having their data stored, and they can send it to themselves so they can review it and look at it. Um, and yeah, so pretty neat. Wow, that is awesome. Congratulations on all your success. You say you're getting older, you are not old <laughs> at all, but uh, congratulations, you have done a lot um, in, in such a little time and, and continued success with the, with the women's golf team. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Um, that is Ashley Cease, and when we come back after the break, we'll uh, talk to some of the women's golf team. It'll be a lot of fun. We've got a couple of Australians and a couple of Swedes in the house. We'll be back to the county seat in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live. Welcome back to the county seat in downtown Lillington. You can listen to every broadcast live on GoCamels.com as you are right now. If you missed any of it, you can also catch us on the Camel Call Live podcast. It drops every Tuesday on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and most places you get your podcast. Going to brag a little bit on um, John Crooks and Matt Moot's team, the men today. They literally just came back. The coaches uh, got off the road and came in uh, to support the, their, uh, their student athletes here. But the uh, men end up finishing sixth at the UNCW Seahawk Intercollegiate, over 44th ranked Clemson and other pretty big schools like Nebraska, Maryland, and Georgetown. So the, uh, the men fine-tuning their game as they get set to go to the to the conference tournament, which is uh, coming up in a couple things. Uh, Edwin Blomander ends up uh, finishing tied for third in the tournament as well, top 15 for Henrik. So um, the men doing well, the women getting ready for their last tournament of the season. It is coming up uh, this weekend in Chattanooga. And joining me now, too, from the women's golf team, Isabella Grimbrandt and Isabella Hane. I'm supposed to call, uh, they're both Isabella, one spelled with a Z and one spelled with an S, uh, both from Sweden. And I guess the, the, the first thing to talk about, I know it's a big, big country, but um, how did two wonderful golfers from Sweden both end up here in Bowie's Creek? Um, to start with, there are a lot of players, past alumni, who played for Campbell from Sweden, and our coach loves Sweden. So he goes to Sweden a lot and <laughs> sees players and yeah. So I think that's one big reason too. There are lots of Swedish people that end up here. That's awesome, Bella. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, one of the main reasons that a lot of the Swedes end up here is also because we have each other here. And it's, well, it was one of my main reasons for like picking Campbell that I knew like my friends were already here. Um, so yeah. 
Um, that's fantastic. Okay, tell me about it. Uh, Isabella Bella, um, you're from Stockholm. That's the place where everybody knows of. Okay, um, this is Wikipedia stuff, so you have to tell me true or false now. Stockholm is built on 14 islands? Yeah, that could probably be true. There's a lot of islands in Stockholm. It's some beautiful islands, actually, yeah. Um, what is that city like? I know a very big city, one of the most beautiful cities in Europe. What is it like there in Stockholm? I would say it's a very old, and we have a beautiful old town, and that really defines Stockholm. But it's some really nice architecture, and we have the lovely ABBA Museum in Stockholm. That's right. An another one of favorites from your head coach and John yeah, Brooks exactly. loves, loves yeah. ABBA. I, I, I do yeah. know that. I've been around here for a long time, a long <laughs> time as well. Okay, um, Isabella, you are from Hane. Yeah. You are from, I'm going to mispronounce this terribly, Kungsbacka, Sweden. That's a terrible American way to say yeah, it, isn't it? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I don't think anyone knows of that place, <laughs> honestly. Uh, but it's just a few miles uh, south of Gothenburg. Um, so, yeah, on the West Coast. Yeah, and it's a it's a town of about twenty thousand. So again, Bowie's yeah. Creek is a little smaller, but not so much of a of a culture shock was it to come here? Well, not quite, not quite. I would say I would say it's better to be here, honestly. Like the weather is like like mainly the like big difference, honestly. Uh, but yeah, no, it's not that big of a difference, honestly. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask about for a country that loves golf and a country that has produced so many wonderful pro golfers, let alone college golfers. The weather can't be golf friendly that most most times of the year. Well, what is the weather like in, in, in Sweden? It's very cold. Yeah. Or the winters are cold. We have maybe five months of warmer weather, but it's maybe like a colder day here is our warmest. So it's not that warm. It can get some warm days, but during like the winter season, it's mostly indoor practice. So we hit in the small rooms to nets. So it's not much we get to see off the golf course. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like it makes us better, honestly. Like we, we have to keep up the motivation to know that we really want to do this, you know, and obviously like I would say that I love golf even more to do to even do practice during winter and stuff. Like, I like that, that's my favorite part, so yeah. How did both of you get interested in this game in a, in a cold weather country? <laughs> well, uh, I started playing when I was five, in the summer though, uh, but my dad was playing, so that was how I started. Yeah, yeah. my dad was playing too, and my granddad, so yeah, they got me into playing golf. Um, Sweden? To Bowie's Creek, North Carolina. There was literally half a world away. There's th th there's a lot of differences. You guys have been here for a little bit. What what do you like about this place now that you've been here and lived here for a while? I love having so close to the golf course. I think that's amazing. And like having that access is so amazing. And just being able to walk there or bike, it's something that I don't have in Sweden. So that's something I really love. Well, I, I like the place. I love the place a lot. But I would also say the people here makes it even more special. So, like my teammates, my coaches, and yeah, all my friends here. Um, you all both have some, some special stories and some special stories of, uh, uh, of success. Bella, you, you, you have been through a lot, a, a couple of surgeries, trying to get good and try to get well. But um, you came back from surgery. You've been winning. You came back from surgery again, and, and you have made a spot on a team. T tell me about your journey and coming back from an injury. 
Yeah, it's been very hard, but I feel like it's something I really learned from. And looking back at it, it's probably mentally the best thing that could ever happen to me because I learned so much from it. And having the support from my teammates and coaches is so amazing, and they really helped me get through everything. But looking back at it, like I just tried to stay in the present and look at the future and just do everything I could to get back as quickly as possible and just look ahead and see the future very bright and just do everything I could to get back. And yeah, mentally, as I said, it just made me so much stronger. And I really thought like if I can get forward and move forward from this, I can handle anything. So. And you've gotten back and you've been successful. What is that like? You know, sometimes you weren't able to pick up a club for a while. How do you get back in it in it so quickly? What, what's your secret? Everybody wants to know yeah. how to recover from injury like that and play well. Yeah, I would say starting playing again after having surgery was like starting playing golf again. Everything was wow. new. But I just tried to do everything I could while I still had the ability to like what I could do with what I had. So I practiced a lot of short game, putting, shipping, everything I could really do a lot of, I tried to put in a lot of work on. And I really seen that when I got back now that that's really my strongest part, the things I really put down work on while I had my injuries. Isabella Hane, you are the uh, number one ranked player right now on, on this team, only for being a freshman. You, you came in and was it, was it the first tournament you were ever in you won? Or was that early in your in your freshman year? You had some great success. Talk about what what has been your secret of, of coming in and playing so well. Well, I wouldn't say that I do anything different than I did back home. Honestly, um, obviously I practice a lot and I I put down the work for it. Uh, but I would say, as I said before, like it's the people that make the difference here. Like when I'm out there on the course, I know that I play for my teammates and. That makes me calm and it makes me confident. And I would say that's like a major difference from like playing back home and playing here. That's a special thing in golf because it's individual, yet you all are playing for a team. Yet at the same time, if there's a medal at the very end, you guys are, are playing against each other. W what is that team dynamic like? I would say it's really strong. We want everyone's best in the team and we push each other to get better and we do everything we can. and. I feel like we are all really like close and that really helps each other to like see the best in every player and like as people as well. So yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I totally agree. Like my teammates and my coaches and my family. So yeah, whatever we do, we do it together. Like we win or lose together. So yeah. Uh, you have um, two very successful coaches, one who has been doing it for decades, the other who has been doing it for half a decade and has been very successful. Talk, talk about your coaches and, and, and what makes them so good and what, what makes them so, so effective in teaching you all. Well, they're, they're the main reason why we're here, so it's, I'm beyond thankful for having this opportunity to be here at Campbell, but obviously they're like two outstanding, amazing coaches that do everything to support us in any way. Uh, on and off course, and well, I I can't like I can't name any other reason to say that I'm so like grateful for both of them, and well, they're both outstanding. So yeah. Yeah, I agree with Isabella. They're amazing coaches and also amazing people, and they truly see the best in each one of us. And they gave us this opportunity to come here, so I'm so thankful to have them, and they're amazing. How much fun is the new Trackman? you guys have been have been playing with what is it what, what does it do that maybe you know it, an insight to your game maybe you didn't have before mm, 
Well, I would say I use it a lot back home, so I'm I'm glad that we have one here now. And I would say it gives me a lot of like just like feedback too. Like even though I might feel that my swing is a bit off, like I can track the numbers and I could tell like maybe it is, maybe it's not. You know, um, it's a really like quick way to get like feedback when you're like practicing by yourself. You don't like uh, you don't like need to like take a video or something. Like you can just tell by the numbers because sometimes it could be hard to like tell by the videos yeah. too. Like so yeah, let's say that's. Yeah, I think it's a really helpful tool that we got to add, and I think it's going to help us just, like, get even better, and, yeah, I think it's going to be a really good thing. We'll go back halfway around the world to Sweden, such a beautiful country, such a wonderful place with, with wonderful people. What are a couple of things that either you miss or you, or you don't have readily available here that you had there um, when you think about back home? I would say food, some of the food dishes I miss. Yeah, there are some dishes that I miss. Okay, t tell me some of the best foods. So, so when I go to Sweden someday, hopefully, well, what do I need to get? What do I need to try? What do you miss? Uh, the meatballs, yeah. Wow, so that's really that's really a thing. You're not yeah. you're not pulling my leg because yeah. I'm an American. Swedish meatballs are really as good in Sweden as uh, as you think they are. Yeah. Wow. Well, I was gonna say family, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's a good one too. Yeah, <laughs> but but I have to mention the Swedish tacos, so uh, I'm gonna mention food too. Okay, yeah. Swedish tacos. What are yeah. what are those? Well, like obviously now when I say Swedish tacos, people are gonna be like, it's from Mex, like if it's from Mexico, but it's a different way of eating it. I would say like you put different stuff in it. Like I put apples, like avocado, stuff like that. Like. It's a different way of like. Eating oh, it, okay. Say. So, yeah. so is there still meat in there with these different yeah. things, or are they mm -hmm. just there is? Yeah, okay. It is. Mm -hmm. So you would yeah. put apples and avocado on. Yeah, like fruit. Meat? Like we put like we have bananas too. Like, um, yeah. No, like um, it's really good. It's better than you. Oh, wow. So, 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 <laughs> yeah. so, so you're laughing. Is this true, or is she trying to make me go to Sweden well, and order a Swedish taco with I a banana <laughs> on it? Yeah, I, I think really she's like, I haven't true. heard about this before, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> I think she means that. I, sh I think she means that I'm I'm right about this, but it's a bit okay. weird. But yeah, I love tacos. So um, say, um, I you, say I miss that. You, you all are wonderful. <laughs> what are Swedish people like? What are maybe the differences people in Sweden to to, to people over here in North Carolina? Mm, I would say Swedish people are very introvert. So here, I feel like people are very like social. They say hi, yeah. how are you? In Sweden, people don't do that. So that was very yeah. different coming here. It's everyone is so friendly and nice and talk to you in Sweden people most of their slip down and don't like they mind their own business. Really? Yeah, yeah, it depends on or like obviously like the people you know back home are gonna be social and like they're gonna say hi and stuff like that. But like I would say that like normally or like in general, like people here are more social, like like whoever you meet, like whenever I'm at course here, like people always walk up like, Hi, so you're on the team, like and they ask you stuff. And well, I would say that's one of like the main like differences, actually. Yeah. Wow, that's it's great. Nice. Uh, yeah. uh, also, too, how long have you all been speaking English? Because it's, I mean, you all are fluent. This is this is amazing. Well, <laughs> I don't know if my teammates would say <laughs> my English is that good. I think you, I think you both might speak English better than the Australians. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see here coming up. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Well, yeah. there might be some flaws, but I think we both, like, we've been taught, like, English since, like, what is it, the third grade in school? Really? Yeah. Yeah, so it starts that early for you Yeah, all. probably since, like, we were at the age of eight, seven. Yeah. yeah, I lived in Thailand when I was younger, so, yeah, I started talking English there. 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. So congratulations on everything you've accomplished so far. We, we can't wait to see how you all do at the, at the Big South Conference Tournament. Thank you so much for, for taking time and coming by. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank all you. right. Stay tuned. We'll have two more. We'll talk to the Australians when we come back after the break. Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington, this is Camel Call Live. Welcome back to the county seat in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live. You can listen to every broadcast live like you are right now on GoCamels.com and the Varsity Sports app. Every time you come live, and we will be here every Monday, 6.30 to 7.30 through the end of May, you get a chance to win prizes. Tonight, we're giving away a four-pack of Campbell baseball tickets. Campbell baseball has now moved up. They're ranked number 15th in the entire nation. So get your tickets out. The winning number is 626-081, 626-081. We have a winner over there, big fan of, uh, of Campbell Baseball. And so here is your uh, certificate for the uh, free uh, four-pack <laughs> of tickets as uh, every time you come here, you can win on Camel Call Live. Okay, we've been having a lot of fun talking to the women's golf team. Folks, they've been to the NCAA tournament for 10 straight years. They are going to, in a couple of weeks, try to defend their title. It would be the seventh straight conference tournament win as they try to take home another Big South title. We talked to those from Europe, and now we go even farther around the world to talk to our two Australians. Taylor Ellums and Silka Solomon join us now and first of all, you all in the very big country of Australia are from the same town, Canberra, which is the capital of Australia. It's a town of, I think, half a million people. So tell us about the capital city in Australia. Um, it's really good in terms of being so close to so many different parts of Australia. We are two and a half hours away from Sydney, um, two and a half hours away from the beach, two and a half hours away from the snow, and seven hours from Melbourne. So there's a lot going on around us. We're a very central uh, spot, but yeah, it's a lot of fun, a lot of trips to Parliament House, and we've got an awesome war memorial there. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. And it is the capital of Australia. Now, have you all been to Washington, D.C.? Were you able to compare it? Yeah, well, we were actually able to go there on our spring break trip. So, and I actually thought it was like fairly similar, except for like there's a lot more people there than there is in Canberra, I think. But yeah, it was a pretty cool place. Okay, Australia, the United States. What have you guys noticed are the big differences between these two very, very different countries? The roads. Yeah, the, the roads and the toilets, they're very different. Both of them, the, the water flushes the wrong way and you go around the roundabouts the wrong way. It's just, it's a bit of a mess. 
No, I would definitely say the roads <laughs> confuse me. And driving in the golf carts on the other side of... Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I forgot about that. I'm like, okay, you, you, you guys not only having to do that on the roads when you get to drive, but even golf carts, yeah. it's different because we drive on the right side and you all drive on the left side. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. Even and the, the indicators. Yeah, yeah, footpaths, walking, you walk into people all the time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I will ask you the same questions that I ask your teammates. How do two people from the capital city in Australia get literally halfway around the world to Bowie's Creek, North Carolina? You know what? We have no idea. Silka and I are really lucky. We've grown up playing together, so we first started in the same program at the same golf club. Um, I was 11, Silka was 10, and it was so much fun. So there's been... So th there's been a long history between the two of us um, and just being able to have that friendship is awesome. But I remember being on the second hole at our golf club and we were out practicing as we usually do after school. And I turned to Silka and I was like, hey, I'm, I'm going to Campbell. And she turned around, she was like, no way. Me too. <laughs> and I was like, of course, of course, halfway around the world and we still can't get rid of each other. So yeah. it's fun. Yeah, no. It definitely has been. That was a very random experience, <laughs> but no, it's worked out really well, so I'm very grateful for it. Yeah. And then you not only come to Campbell, but then not only you two, of course, Australians, and, and Coach Crooks has cultivated quite a pi pipeline, as you know, and are probably learning now there are so many alums um, that have gone on to do great things, both in and outside of golf from Australia, but then you get here, and then there's a couple of basketball players for Australia, Jared Belden on the baseball team, all of these Australians not only have found their way to Bowie's Creek, but they're, they're really, really good at the sports that they play, and, including you two. Do, do you guys form some sort of bond? Yeah, I'd say that the, the Australian community is really, really tight-knit. Um, there's a girl in women's basketball, Audrey Fuller. She's incredible. We share our snacks all the time. So <laughs> whenever the packages come in, hey, this is what I've got. What have you got? Let's trade. <laughs> and it's so much fun. Like, it's, it's awesome. Um, it's such, I mean, there's what, five, six of us? Yeah, I think there's Something. like five. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we're, we're a pretty small community, but it, it's so nice to walk around campus and just be like, oh, you have the same accent as me. You sound yeah. the same as me. This, that's so nice. And I mean, Silka and I are really lucky that yeah. we see each other all the time so we can hear the same and we mm -hmm. don't sound different to everybody else. But that's it's such a nice feeling to be a part of a small-knit community like that. We talked about food, Swedish meatballs, and now I have to find Swedish tacos with bananas and avocados and, and apples on them. Hopefully I'm not being tricked, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna order that the next time I'm in a place where there's, where there's Swedish food. Okay, you talked about snacks. You get these care packages from halfway across the world. What are the things you're asking your mom and dad for? Well, what are the things you really wanna see that you can't really get over here? Well, I'd say like my favorite kind of lolly that they don't have here is like kind of lolly snakes. And that's usually like what I ask for, as well as Tim Tams, mm. which is kind of like a chocolate biscuit and, well, like cookie kind of thing. And yeah, but that's like kind of my main Tim ones. Tams, and you said lolly snake? Yeah, like a, or like a candy. Okay. But my bad. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that, I mean, that's what they're called. Well, we're <laughs> the ones that talk weird. You guys are, you guys are fine. You guys are fine. Your accents are much better than ours, just by the, by the way. So, so what are the things that, that you like in the care package? I miss good quality chocolate. 
I miss it. It's so good. I come back and as soon as as soon as I get a whole packet of chocolates, I go out and everybody eats them and they're gone within 30 seconds. So the chocolate in America, you're saying, is subpar. It's terrible. It's so to the bad. Thing. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right, all right. So what are the brands of Australian chocolate that I should be eating? I've been eating Hershey's all these years. Oh my goodness. Oh no. I'm sorry. I did not know. <laughs> well, we have a lot of Cadbury chocolate, but our Cadbury chocolate tastes different to your Cadbury chocolate. It's not the same. Really? Yeah. So I don't know what you guys are putting in your <laughs> Cadbury chocolate, but it is not the same. I'm so sorry to let you down. But um, we also eat, there's a brand called Haig's Chocolate. Okay. And now it's not originally Australian, it's European, and the Europeans do chocolate beautifully. But um, it's... It's so good. I get packets of it sent, and it is phenomenally good. Peppermint frogs, peppermint chocolate frogs are amazing. And we have things called freckles, and they're just the best yeah. thing. They're like hundreds freckles. and thousands, like all over little round buttons of chocolate, and they're just the best things that you could ever eat. Wow. We, we've uncovered some pretty heavy stuff here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My goodness. Okay, all right, back to the golf course. W what do you all love about this team there's australians on it there's swedes on it there's from all over the the, the entire world H how much fun is that that it's like a little united nations over in keith hills every day yeah i mean like i i love my team so much like the like I, I couldn't ask for like a better community and like family to like practice with every day hang out in the library like after golf like like i just think that like our bond in our team is kind of like like what adds to like how like how successful we are like in the classroom and like off the go off the golf course but yeah like and I'm I feel like I'm especially lucky like I've got my roommate Isabella like we've become really close and and I just think that like as like a freshman like having a bond with someone like that is just like I'm really lucky so yeah I think being an international student you come over here you're away from your support system uh, you don't know what you're getting into. You have no idea what to expect. And having a team around you that is an entirely international team. Everybody's going through the same thing. Everybody's been through it. They understand. We all have each other's back. Regardless of how we play, we are such... There is no other way to put it but a family. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you need that support. You need to feel like you can fit in and belong. And you can laugh and you can make silly jokes and just... Have fun competing, have fun enjoying the game and the sport that we all came all the way across every part of the world to, to play. And I just think that, that that makes it so much better. Like we, can, we can go off each other and just really feel like we're a part of something much bigger than just a team, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's incredible. It's an amazing feeling. It lifts you up when you're down, when you're having a tough week, you're away from home. All you want is a big hug from mum. And that, that, is the, that is the only thing that you've got on your mind. You know, you've got two amazing coaches who have your back, who you can talk to on and off course about anything that's troubling you, anything that you need, and they're always there. But on the course too, like both of them, phenomenal, phenomenal mentors. Um, but so are the seniors. They are, they've been here before, they've played all the events, they've been through all the classes, the exams, the down parts, the highs. It's just, it's awesome. You, you have somebody that you can talk to at any given point in time. We have movie nights, we yeah. go to dinner together, we study in the library together. So there's a lot of time that we do spend together. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes they're your family, they get on your nerves a little bit. <laughs> it happens. But 
It's, it's awesome. We, we have this <laughs> game that we love to play and we get so competitive with it. And you know, we'll all be out there and we'll be cheering and we'll just be like poking fun at each other. And then afterwards, it doesn't matter who wins. It's okay, who's going to dinner tonight? Let's go. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's awesome that we can have that relationship. So yeah. I'm very, very grateful. I have to ask, what game is it that you guys play <laughs> so competitively? It's an Australian game. It's actually game. an Australian game. And we used to play it a lot as juniors. And back home, we'd have probably 20, 25 people on the putting green after a competition. And we'd all be playing it. But it's a game called Poison. Yeah. Tell, tell me more. I'm intrigued. It, it's, you set up the amount of holes that you'd like to. And you're just trying to uh, hit the ball into the hole and play the course the fastest. If you can play the course the fastest, um, then you turn into poison. But the catch is, is if that another person is in front of you, they can hit your ball out of the way so that you can't <laughs> compete. And as soon as you've turned poison and you hit somebody else's ball, they're out, they're eliminated from the game. But if another person turns poison with you and you're both poison, you can eliminate each other, but you can only eliminate another poison player if you are poison yourself. I, I am learning so much, you two. This, <laughs> yeah. is, this is amazing. This is amazing. Okay, finally, Big South Conference Tournament coming up in a, in a couple of weeks. How are you all looking at these next, next three weeks with the tournament upcoming and everything to, to go there and defend your title for a seventh time? Yeah, so there's a lot of short game work that we've been doing, really trying to like force that um, effort into short game working on hitting a lot of lines um, and just trying to really hone in on you know, what we need to do, what we need to achieve. We've been playing a few match play uh, events as well because conference is both stroke play and match play. You know, we've done really well so far this season in our stroke play. I'm really, really confident um, in our team and in our ability to, to do really quite well in the stroke play event. But I'm also really quite confident in our match play. Uh, ability. We're all such a competitive team and none of us like losing. And so having that mentality and going into this match play event, I think, you know, we've got this. This is, this is our time to shine. This is our last, uh, our last Big South. So we've got we to make every move count. And that's exactly what we're planning on doing. We've all got each other's backs. We're all ready to go out there and we're all ready to fire. Yeah. Wow. I'd say surrounding ourselves with each other as well. Like, Playing with, like, the girls every day, like, it makes you stronger, like, physically, mentally, like, they're all such amazing players, and, like, I think just being able to practice and compete with them every day, like, it, it helps you so much, and it forces you to become better as well. It does. Yeah, yeah and you can learn so much off each other. There, yeah. there is an endless field of knowledge in golf, and so learning off each other as well is just is so important. Man, you, you guys have taught me so much about this team, the, the wonderful bond you have, the wonderful coaches you have, and how American chocolate is not good at all. <laughs> I, I, have, I, have learned, I have learned so many things. I want to I watch you guys play this poison thing coming up out there. Thank you so much for spending time. I know you all are so busy, and you, you, your English is very, very good. I think you give the Swedes a, a run for their money, so congratulations. Thank, thank you so Thank much. you so much. Good luck the rest of the year. That'll do it. What a wonderful show. Uh, we learned so much here with our women's golf team. Ten times to the NCAA tournament in a row. Six-time conference champions. They'll go for a seventh coming up in a couple of weeks. This next week, they will be in Chattanooga. Thank you to everyone for spending time with us. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. This has been Camel Call Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. Have a great week, everybody.